when you record podcasts, you want to get everything in, and uh, I can't. So this podcast has new music by me. I'm releasing a second new album in January, and uh, there are two songs previewing it. Plus, I talk about President Pence, and uh, you get to hear uh, my kid Leo contemplate the universe. God bless you, and thanks for listening to the program. This is Dr. Ship. I'm with American Unity Radio. And, uh, well, I'm reading a news article. And the news article says that Vice President Pence is doing the work of getting everybody ready for the deployments of these vaccines all over the country while the president is only talking about the supposed election fraud that's been disproven everywhere that a judge has weighed it, including the Supreme Court. So, it seems to me that um, we ought to be calling this, this fella with the white hair, not the orange hair, the white hair. He's the president. What makes you think it's Trump? Just because he won the election? I think he won the election because he had Pence. I think the office of the vice president, the lead story is that the office of the vice president has been the presidency of things that mattered for at least since COVID started. And that any misleading that happened from the President of the United States um, may have been an obstacle to the work of the Pence administration, the Pence administration. So I hope my vocal dynamics carried that message clearly enough in uh, one minute and 52 seconds uh, so far. I think the President of the United States, since at least the beginning of COVID, has been Michael Pence. And um, I want to say thanks for bringing some dignity to the office of the Vice President, although you still supported the guy who was the most undignified president in the history of the United States. So how do you like that? Michael Vice President, Mr. Vice President, Sir, Your Excellency, however you want to... I don't know what we're supposed to do with you. Next time, pick a better horse. (laughs) I think you thought maybe this horse was going to run its race and then you'd become the president. I don't know. I can't say that. You're you're a really good guy, uh, at least in terms of your own way of thinking about yourself. So, mm, self-concept-wise, I'm going to go with... You did your duty the way you saw fit. Thank you for being the only person who did that in the executive branch. Uh, With respect to the highest offices, president and vice president, there were two of you. One of you did what you were supposed to do, so thank you. Uh, I don't agree with everything you did. I certainly don't agree with you throwing your support behind this president, but... That was the horse that was going to get you there, and it got you there, and you were 
administrative, at least, in your execution of the tasks, and I'm sure tireless in your effort to be the adult while the other one was being an infant. So we're down to three minutes and 40 seconds, and I want to keep it in this range. So thank you, President Pence, and welcome to this episode of American Unity Radio. We are going to be talking about actual authority versus perceived authority in this episode. And I'm going to have some thoughts about that musically. Big surprise, right? So uh, thanks, everybody. And uh, thanks for listening and hope you enjoy the program. Well, it's bedtime. What time does that act? It's like 9.27 p.m. and I'm here with Leo. Say hi to the audience. Hi. Hi. You gotta, like, speak up. They can't see you. Hi. Hi. Okay, so tell me, Leo, what was it that you wanted to discuss tonight on the radio? Uh, I wanted to discuss, like... Well, let me just start playing some music while you're thinking. Okay, because it's bedtime, and this is what we do at bedtime, so, okay? Stop moving around, please, because you're going to make the microphone crazy. So, what was on your mind? Is it very kind? (laughs) What will you find? I got an idea. No, 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 don't. It's fine, just, it's recording, so what do you want to do? I don't see the recording. Oh, does that still mean it's recording? Yes. Um, I want, I don't, well, I want to talk about, how do they make, like, Legos? Legos are made in a factory. Yeah, I know, like, Oh, I already know that, but I want to know how do they make, like, Hot Wheels cars? Those are made in a factory. No, but that doesn't really teach me anything. It teaches me, like, just they're in the factory. Like, that doesn't make any details. Like, just they're in the factory. They're in the factory. Well, I have to speed up to them, but you have to be quiet. Uh, is distracting. Okay, so these places that make toys Mm -hmm. have several different parts and they're enormous. They're enormous places. Okay? The places that make toys take... You know, like everything. Like, how... I mean, like, how do you make... Like, basically, how would they make stuff? Like, metal utensils or... They make them in molds. So so what they do is they get the metal to a really high temperature. And then they put the metal in a mold that's made of metal that won't melt. Okay? So really high temperature places, okay, use holders that won't like, melt with the metal. Like if you were in there, if you were in the um, holder um, that melts um, the plastic... Would you, would you, would you like, 
Would you burn? Yeah. Yeah. We don't ever get into places that hot. We have to be very careful around places like that. I'm like, but what if you weren't in the molder? Would it still be hot? It would still be hot in the place where that mold is. Yeah, absolutely. No, like, like far away from even the machines. No, oh. further away than the less heat. The further you get from a heat source, the less, just like our fireplace, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there are these molds that melt. Like, how ginormous is the building that they do it in? Well, usually like when, as... when we're talking about these kinds of places, we're talking in terms of square feet. Okay, imagine a place that's like a about. Store? Imagine our whole block. Okay, this whole area of Lake Parsippany, this whole area here. Imagine a building that big. Right. That's the kind of building. Like if you took like twenty houses in our area and put them together, that's how big these buildings are. That are factories. What? Oh, don't hit your head. It didn't hurt out. Okay. You know my head is like a rock. Oh, man. <laughs> Some people say that about me. Some people say I have cement between my ears. <laughs> what do you think of that? Can I sing again? Because I want to sing again. Then you wouldn't be... Then there would be, like, no use for a shower. Can I please sing to you now? Because it's bedtime. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you want me to sing about? Um, I... Can you please... We're still recording, so... What do you want to, what do you want me to sing about? <laughs> what? Would you What? The audience doesn't know what you're laughing about. What do you want me to sing about? This isn't very compelling audio, Leo. The audience doesn't want to hear this. You have to know what you're going to talk about before you can start recording. I'm going to stop the recording. Uh, no, 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 no. Wait, I know. I know. What? Can I just make you up a funny song and then that's it? Hi. Okay, here. I'm going to make you a funny song and then you're going to go to sleep. Okay? Just stand back from the microphone, okay? It's time to go to sleep Pokey if you stink. Pokeball. 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 Why are you saying that? <laughs> what you say has to be relevant to what we're talking about. All right, all right, all right. It's time to go to bed if you stink. Pokeball. I don't stink, that's what I think. You're really taking me to the brink. Go to bed if you stink. Well, it's not what I think. 
but I am kind of a shrink. <laughs> and I'm taken to the brink. Pokeball. That is what I think. <laughs> and I don't even drink. Yes, you do. You well, drink seltzer all the time. Only if it's pink. <laughs> Go to bed if you... There's not such thing as pink seltzer. Well, stay. I guess with food coloring, yeah. <laughs> you don't just drink pink seltzer. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Say good night, Leo. Pokeball. Pokeball. <laughs> that is so weird. Why do you do that? <laughs> Pokeball. Hey, everyone. This is to announce uh, two things, and I'm going to try to do it in less than 30 seconds. Number one, I've got a new album coming out uh, under the name of the band Shockocracy, and um, this one I'm really excited about. It's called Rooster of Liberty. It's mostly ukulele music and fife music. And um, I also have another album coming out after that, probably around the first of the year, and it is going to be called God's Friend by Shockocracy. Oh, one more thing about the second album. Okay, well, listen, both albums, they are making fun of something, okay? Um, Shockocracy is a concept that basically explains that people are governed by their amygdalas. They're covered, their, their, their relationships and their behaviors are governed by, for the most part, how people are feeling rather than how people are thinking. And I've been a student of thinking and feeling for long enough to know that the most effective things in the universe are those which get you to both think and feel. So shockocracy is an artistic endeavor to get people to think very carefully about the manipulation of their amygdalas. Um, Amygdalae? Amygdalae? Um, But in any case, I think it's just amygdalas. Um, But if you are being manipulated by your emotions, which you are all the time, then you have to be very suspicious when somebody is pushing you in one direction or the other direction by your emotions, even if it's me. So uh, that is the lesson. And uh, I call the lesson shockocracy because I think the planet Earth is ruled by its emotions and it is one big shockocracy, this whole planet. So um, if you want to participate in the shockocratic system, then you have to be an expert at emotional fluency and um, linguistic patterns of presenting information in a fair way so that other people can say, yeah, that sounds fair. I mean, I like it, but it sounds fair and that's okay. And um, then you're immune to shock. So um, I think stoicism has the best information about how not to be governed by your outrage. Uh, That's the point of shockocracy. And uh, then Rooster of Liberty is titled that way because... There's a funny track on the album that talks about um, the rooster goes bagok, and um, I just think that's hilarious. And uh, so bagok, and because 
I kind of feel like sometimes I'm that rooster and I kind of see other roosters around me all the time too. So I wrote a song called The Rooster of Liberty because I can't help laughing that somebody might actually take that seriously, but somebody's gonna. Somebody is gonna. And then um, the next thing uh, that I did was I created an album. Um, I'm actually in the process of still creating some of the songs, uh, but I know what it's going to sound like already. And the album is um, uh, three songs are done. I'm going to try to get to eight or nine songs, probably nine, nine songs. I don't know. It sounds like a tall order or I could just do a long format song. but I, I love this idea. Um, the album is going to be called God's Friend. And the reason it's going to be called God's Friend is because I kind of feel like everybody tries to be God's friend and some people do a better job than others. And so with that said, I just thought it would be fun to call an album God's Friend. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else has done it. I should probably check, but I thought it would be cool. And then the album cover is um, actually from the Indian Hills Community Center. There's a picture posted on the Internet of their public sign, which means that it's in the public domain. If you put a road sign out, you can take a picture of it and you have fair use considerations for that. Okay, so I took a picture of their road sign and I give them full credit and I will interview them on this program if I can. Um, And the road sign says something really hilarious on it. So I wanted to tell you why it's on the cover. My nickname is Wolf, and um, if the Indian Hills Community Center sign says, when you teach a wolf to meditate, he becomes a werewolf. And I thought that was so funny. It's spelled A-W-A-R-E space W-O-L-F. And I thought the double entendre on werewolf was just delicious, and I needed to put it on the album cover because I'm not saying my name, but I'll tell you my nicknames. <laughs> on the album so that's what i'm doing anyway god bless you god bless the united states of america and thanks for listening to me talk about my own music and uh it's a work in progress thanks so much let me ask you a question audience why is whether a celebrity can cross a street in an ice storm a news story 18 seconds of truth. This one is called Forbidden Lifespan and it's satire. I was never supposed to be here in the first place. Why I sound a little sharp?
way I sound a little angry. Really weird, this whole thing. Really, really, really weird. You don't really know anyone. I mean, come on. It's just satire, for Christ's sakes. And you're all so funny. This one off the album is, uh, called In the Basement. That's where crappy things happen.
Thanks for listening to this episode. Um, I'm actually hoping that this episode helps my sisters uh, because we're both uh, uh, my sister Debbie and my sister uh, Suzanne and I are all going through something today um, and it's hard for all of us. So uh, this is a shout out to my sisters and I just want them to know that I love them and that I will always, always stand by them no matter what. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And um, rely on your family and friends, please.